Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. Dr. Cheryl Wecht with us, and we're going to be talking about uh, his work on uh, RFK, uh, Robert F. Kennedy, Martin Luther King, Elvis Presley. Uh, but, Cheryl, we've got uh, your partner, Charles Bosworth Jr., on the phone, who co-wrote the Uh-oh. book with you, Who Killed John Bonet Ramsey. And let's well, talk about that right now. Charlie, welcome, my friend. How have you been? Uh, terrific, George. Uh, I've been listening in. How are you doing? And uh, hello to Cyril. Charlie, uh, hello. It's been a long time, my friend. I hope you're well. I'm well, and I hope you are, too. Cyril, when uh, when you two wrote this book, I was doing a local show in St. Louis uh, called The Nighthawk, and uh, Charlie was my guest. He was at the St. Louis Post-Dispatch at the time, and uh, he was my guest, and he uh, spent uh, hours on the program raving about your work as well. And, uh, Charlie, how did the, how did that teamwork begin between you and Cyril on this case? Well, our, uh, we had a mutual publisher from works we had done before, and she asked me if I would be willing to co-author uh, another book. I had done a few co-author uh, books to be, uh, in the beginning, and uh, I said uh, I'd consider it, but, uh, you know, what, what was the case? And she said, well, it's, it's a case involving a, uh, uh, a fabulous forensic pathologist from Pittsburgh, uh, who's the coroner in Pittsburgh? And uh, uh, I said, "Well, what's what's the case? Is it a local Pittsburgh case or what?" And she said, "No, it's it's this case from uh, Colorado, this John Bonet Ramsey case." And I said, "So you're asking me if if I'd like to work with a world-renowned forensic pathologist <laughs> on the number one murder mystery in in the world right now? Yeah, I think I'd be interested in that." And uh, so then Cyril and I got together and. Uh, spent a few days uh, at the beginning getting to know each other and working together on the on the the, the case, and uh, and it took off from there. It was uh, it was a terrific experience. I had a chance to see the outside of the Jean Benet Ramsey house in Boulder, Colorado. I go there uh, every month to tape some television programs, and just just looking at it from the outside, uh, you two, it was just you you could feel the emotion. Just by looking at the house, that uh, tragic day on Christmas of 1996 was was horrible. Um, and still, absolutely, absolutely. and still, the I, case is I, open. I, I walked the grounds uh, at great length. Uh, I did not get inside the house, but I did walk the grounds. It was empty at the time, and so I was able to look in the windows and get a get a good feeling for the, the layout of the house, and go back to the to the the window basement window that. Uh, uh, that we believe probably was the access uh, was was said to be access to the to the house. All all of those kind of uh, uh, bits of evidence that uh, that piled up during that investigation. Cyril, it's unbelievable. The little girl would be about thirty years old right now. Yes, a great tragedy. Uh, I want to say it was a wonderful experience working with Charlie Bosworth. He's an excellent journalist and a true gentleman. And we got along fabulously. And I'm very proud of the book that Charlie and I wrote, Who Killed John Bonet Ramsey, and revised edition, which has a complete autopsy report and a judicial decision on an important matter. Uh, this case uh, remains, as you say, unsolved. And that's because it was never properly handled from the beginning. Instead of inter- interrogating immediately, separately, the father and the mother, which should have been done, mm-hmm. and that was never done. And it was the investigation was handled by cops there in Boulder. I think they had one other homicide that year, 
and one homicide the year before, no experience. They did not call in the FBI, Colorado Bureau of Investigation. Then you had a district attorney, Alex Hunter, who should have been a criminal defense attorney. He had a plea bargain rate of about 98 to 99%. He just, uh, I don't know, I'm suggesting that he wasn't intelligent or that he was an evil man. He just wasn't interested in pursuing and prosecuting cases. And that is how it happened. The, uh, it's an absurd, absurd case, as Charlie and I point out, uh, to go, go along with a foreign interloper. There is no, uh, or outside intruder, I should say. There is no outside intruder. Yes, sad story. The mother is since dead. The father's still alive. Uh, the brother's still out there. He sued uh, CBS uh, for yes. what, the, and apparently they settled out of court for something on that. And uh, we probably will never find out what happened. I mean, we there was there was a drifter, Charlie, was there not, who claimed he might have been involved in that? Well, there was a a, a, a very odd fellow who uh, was actually living in Thailand at the time, who claimed that he was present uh, when she was killed. Um, and uh, I, Cyril and I talked and, and said that that was one of the most absurd things we'd ever heard. And uh, they they actually. Uh, uh, brought him back to the to the states from Thailand, and uh, did an investigation. Of course, it didn't pan out at all, and uh, his DNA didn't match, and it was a complete waste of time. Uh, but that was as close as they had ever come to uh, to thinking that they may have had a break in the case. Well, yes, the, I'm go, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead sir. I, I knew immediately there was no no way that that could have happened uh, by that man. Will they ever solve this case, Earl? I do not believe so. I would love to be optimistic, but as you say, the mother is dead. Uh, all the major figures are dead. I guess the father is still around, but it's too late. Uh, the evidence has now become tainted. It's not that the statute of limitations has run. I think that technically speaking, it was a homicide, although I do not believe that it was intended to be a homicide. It was a sex game of a perverted nature that I believe John Ramsey played with the little girl. Uh, his wife was out of the sex business, stage four ovarian cancer, the surgery, chemo, radiation therapy, and the autopsy findings showed chronic inflammation of the vaginal lining, focal erosion at the seven o'clock position, picture a woman on the gynae table being examined by a gynecologist, the index finger going in at a seven o'clock position, and then under polarized light, by refringent material, the most common source of which in our households is talcum powder. This is a game that had been played before. Tragic indeed. Charles, we're going to take calls with Cyril next hour, and we would invite you to come back if you want to join him. I'd love to. Okay, great. I'll have Tom call you back in about uh, 20 minutes or so, okay? Excellent. All right, thanks. Charles Bosworth, Jr. used to write for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Thomas Noguchi... I uh, hired you as a consultant on the Robert F. Kennedy tragedy back in 1968. Tell us about that situation. I've, yes. I've got some doubts about Sirhan Sirhan acting alone, if he did it oh, at all. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, Tom Noguchi and I have become friends. A young uh, man. By the way, today's his birthday, by the way, Cyril. He's 94. Oh, today. Oh, I today. I, yeah. I did talk with Tom last week. Thank you. I'll have to give him a call. Um, he's uh, um, he, he was a wonderful forensic pathologist, long retired. And he did call me in the middle of the night telling me that Robert Kennedy had been shot. He didn't need any advice from me about the autopsy, but he wanted to try to see if I had any suggestions about how to keeping the government officials from taking the senator's body out of, out of 
uh, L.A., as they had done with John F. Kennedy out of Dallas. Uh-huh. And I suggested to Tom that he invite immediately, be proactive, three military forensic apologists to come there and be his observers. He did that, and it worked out. And uh, there's complete uh, unanimity, unanimity of opinion about this case by all of the consultants. I was one of uh, three civilian, three military, some professors there uh, that um, <clears throat> this uh, case uh, was uh, not handled properly. Um, and um, uh, the uh, you know, I got this small foreign faction referred to in the uh, ransom note <laughs> demanding $118,000, a nice ransom, which was the uh, bon- amount of the bonus that the father had received from his company the year before. And then after having done all of these things in such an incredibly manipulative, furtive, successful fashion, he forgets one thing. He had found paper and pencil in the middle of the night to write a ransom note. In fact, he did not like the beginning, crumpled the paper, started it right again. We represent a small foreign faction, blah, blah, blah. And then he leaves the house. And what did he forget? What was the one mistake he made? He left the body. A 45-pound package, you've just written the ransom note. Um, why not take the body? And you've got to take the body, right? Uh, it's a kidnapping. Throw it in the sewer, into a river. Uh, whatever you're going to do with it, he leaves the body. And that is the outside intruder theory that the family and their supporters have uh, set forth over all these years. There is no outside intruder. We're going to take calls next hour with Cyril Wecht. His website, of course, is uh, linked up at coasttocoastam.com. His book, the latest book that he's written, is called The Life and Deaths of Cyril Wecht. He's... uh, it's an amazing book. The one he wrote with Charlie Bosworth Jr. is called Who Killed John Bonet Ramsey. Uh, when you were called in on the RFK situation, yes, did, yes, did, what, did you see anything unusual about yes, that? About RFK. Yes, indeed. Uh, well, I always ask people, George, how far was Sirhan Sirhan? Robert Kennedy just won the Democratic nomination for president in L.A. He was at the Ambassador Hotel. They knew if they took him out to the front, he'd never make it for hours with all of his admirers. So they said, let's walk out through the back way. And there was Sirhan Sirhan and Sirhan in front of him. And as Kennedy proceeded, Sirhan shot. And what was the distance of the fatal shot? The distance of the fatal shot that killed Robert Kennedy, fired slightly above and behind the right ear, was one to one and a half inches with a slightly forward trajectory. At no time in the world was Sirhan anywhere near one to one and a half inches with his gun. Sirhan was a shooter, and there was a second shooter. There were 13, 14 shots fired. He had an eight um, caliber. uh, He had an eight loaded gun, which was knocked out of his hand immediately by Carl Eucher, the big uh, Major D. Sure as hell, never reloaded that gun. Absolutely incredible how they've gotten away with it and how that finding was never introduced at the trial. If anybody's wondering how is it possible, what is Weck telling me, then I'm I'm explaining to you why, because the prosecution never asked that question of Dr. Noguchi and the defense attorney, who was an experienced defense attorney, interestingly, never bothered to ask Dr. Noguchi what was the trajectory of the shot that killed Robert Kennedy. One to one and a half inches. Wow. Now, to this day, Sirhan Sirhan now says that he has no recollection of what happened that night. Is that possible? Is that conceivable? Well, uh, yes, he claimed uh, that uh, he was probably hypnotized, uh, uh, whether uh, unwittingly or not, but he claims to have no information or recollection 
of that case. And uh, despite efforts by uh, Attorney Bill Effort, F, uh, Pepper and others, he remains in jail. And uh, incredibly, with this hard forensic scientific evidence of an incontrovertible, uh, indisputable nature, he remains in jail. And uh, nobody has ever been able uh, to get a second trial, uh, a hearing, uh, and uh, it's, it's just, just unbelievable. How many other shooters do you think were in there total? One other. One other shooter directly behind and to the right. There was a private security guard, huge Eugene Thane, uh, Cesar, Caesar, um, and his gun, he had a gun, was never taken, was never tested. When they finally got around to looking for it, he had sold it to somebody else. That person sold it to another individual. They tracked it down to a guy in Arkansas, and he said, yeah, he had the gun, uh, but it had been stolen from him. So that weapon in the hands of Eugene Thane, Caesar, uh, the private security guard, who was a big right-winger, by the way, directly behind uh, Robert Kennedy, was never tested. 1977, one of the biggest rock stars and stars in general found dead in his house, Elvis Presley. You were called in on that. Yes, I was. Uh, Jerry Francisco, the medical examiner, uh, ruled that it was not his case, uh, and the autopsy was going to be done by a private autopsy, and they knew they could get away without having it done. So it was done at Memphis Baptist Hospital by Dr. Muir, M-U-I-R. Francisco, having given up jurisdiction, nevertheless, went to the hospital, and before the autopsy was even completed, and obviously before he could study microscopic slides, before any toxicological results came back, he was already proclaiming um, very, very uh, improperly that Elvis Presley had died from heart disease. Elvis Presley did not have heart disease. He had a slightly enlarged heart. Not that much. Elvis Presley died from 11 central nervous system drugs that had been prescribed for him by his in-house physician, Dr. Nicopolis. Good old Dr. Nick, whatever Elvis wanted, the drug. Oh, uh, the body can't take that. His, his, heart, his, he, his heart stopped. There's no doubt about that. But because of all these drugs. Yeah, he spent three, four hours a day in the bathroom because of the constipation. His colon, they said, was almost the girth. Of the of the average man's thigh, uh, the poor guy, uh, and yeah, eleven central nervous system drugs. You know, I've done hundreds and hundreds, thousands of drug abuse cases. It's classical, and uh, there was no malevolence. I don't believe for one moment, but that is what happened, and that is what killed Elvis Presley. Why didn't anybody who was close to him, Cyril, say stop this right now? I don't know. I don't know who was. Uh, that Dr. Muir, to his credit, the pathologist who did the autopsy, he uh, disagreed with Francisco and made it public. Um, why the, the family did not pursue it? And, you know, you can ask the same question about Robert Kennedy and John Kennedy. Why did the family not pursue it? You know, I've got four kids, and I think I know them pretty well. But if anything like that happened to me, I know that they would never give up the fight. I know, I, I know that. But I, you know, I'm not here to criticize families. I don't know what went through their thoughts, who spoke to them, what it was all about. But uh, nobody uh, pursued the case. Were you called in at all on the Michael Jackson situation or not? Yes, yes, I was consulted by many news media people, and I reviewed, uh, I reviewed those findings. There's no question he died from a drug overdose, a propofol, and another drug which are extremely powerful. Uh, one of those drugs is used when you have a barium um, 
um, examination of your colon, you don't even know uh, that it's being done. And you're talking to the doctor, next thing you know, he's telling you everything's fine, see you in five years. Right. That's how powerful that drug was. And the doctor, I think his name was Murray, Charles Murray, uh, a board-certified internist who was being paid a very handsome sum uh, for washing over Michael Jackson, did a terrible job, and somehow Jackson got the drugs and took them, and he died. Clearly, clearly a drug overdose death. Tragic. Whitney Houston, same kind of thing. Yeah, Whitney Houston, same kind of thing, found in a bathtub. There's no question about whether she is drowned or uh, uh, accidentally or <clears throat> homicidally. No, she did not drown. She had drugs, and that's what killed uh, Whitney Houston, a great tragedy of, a, of another major talent. How does this happen to these great people, Cyril? I mean, well, uh, that's a good question, and you probably want to ask a forensic psychiatrist. Although I've always been interested in psychiatry, especially as it relates to these kinds of deaths. And when you think of the incredible talent that we have lost, oh my God, uh, from drugs, uh, Phyllis, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman here, and uh, what Belushi, and a couple of other Hollywood people, and so on. It's incredible. I guess the pressure is so great. I, I, I don't know. And then they get started, and then that's it. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.